Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of Fandom Talk. Tonight, we are starting up uh, round two of Fandom Defense Court. Excuse me. Um, We're very, very excited for it. Um, So round two, if you've been listening, Fandom Defense Court is basically where we are going to be... We pick a character, and then we have to defend them against the other correspondents asking different questions uh, about that character. So we've been trying to pick characters, whether they were characters that had uh, misconceptions about them or characters that were maybe a little bit less known. Um, So that way we kind of talk about characters that we just absolutely love. Um, If you have not been able to check those out, please do so on Spotify and iTunes. They're uh, on our page, Phantom Correspondents and or Phantom Talk. Um, And we would love to hear y'all's feedback on that. Uh, However, that was round one. Okay, so round two is actually going to be a lot of fun. Okay, because round two is a Phantom Defense Court surprise. So the person who is defending the character has no idea who they're defending. So the only real prerequisite that we had for that uh, was going to be that we is that we knew that they liked the character. So, so yeah. So we'll begin that here in just a little bit. Um, which I'm very, very excited about. Uh, but first, we'll go ahead and introduce the wonderful correspondents that are around here. First up, we have uh, uh, Mr. Red Lanyard, better known as Al. Al, how's it going, man? It is going wonderful. We got games coming out. We're going to talk about characters. I'm just, I'm just having a good time. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. We also have the, the wonderful admin, Raven, who is going to be running the Phantom Defense Court later, uh, better known as Jenny. Jenny, how you doing over there? I'm doing good. I'm really excited for tonight. Absolutely. I think it's going to be a blast. And I am uh, the editor-in-chief, uh, Vance McCarty, run, uh, running uh, the opening here tonight. But then we also have our wonderful defender, uh, the Y-Sage, better known as Josh. Hey, how's it going, guys? Pretty amped. Pretty amped to be here. So he is he is incredibly excited. Once again, he has no idea who he's, who he's defending. Josh, real quick, just top of your head, first character that you think you might be defending tonight. His first I have no choice. Clue. I have no idea. His first. You really don't have a clue at all. I have, I have no clue. Could be because uh, it's something off the wall that I really like. So I'm thinking like Jim could be in there. Okay. I'm thinking could uh, be Jim. She-Ra could be in there. Okay. I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, I'm trying. I mean, I'm just trying to think of off the wall things. Pikachu could freaking be in there. Although I don't know how okay. to defend. There's there's no defense for you. Either, if you don't like Pikachu, there's something wrong with you. That's true. So like, I don't know. So I, I don't know. That'd I'm be a really that. boring defense court, to be it honest. Would, it would be like, just... be like, well, what, <laughs> you know, what do you think Pikachu's you know moral philosophies are? And I'm like, he's Pikachu. He's Pikachu. Yeah. So you know. But then it could literally just be an hour of us talking about Pikachu. So honestly, yeah, that would be okay. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I have no clue. No idea. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, it's actually good that you mentioned video games, because uh, that does bring us to our first segment this evening before we jump into the defense court. Um, so first up, of course, we do have two major releases happening this weekend um, of The Last of Us Part Two and the Pokemon Sword and Shield expansion. Uh, this is the first like official DLC that really the Pokemon community has ever actually had. They've had separate games and things like that, but this is the first time it's actually just been an actual add-on. Um, and then, of course, Last of Us Part Two has been something that has been, I mean, it's something that all of us have wanted for a long, long time. So so that's going to be fantastic. Uh, I know that 
I don't know if we're going to be streaming Last of Us. I know that we will be having a, a fantastic review of it uh, sometime next I'm week. I'm not going to stream Last of Us. Yeah. I feel like it's the type of game that you need to that, experience that's, that's on your own. You don't need to watch. You need to yeah. experience. That's a, visceral, that's a pretty visceral game. It'd be like extreme, yeah, streaming Last of Us itself. The first one would be ridiculous because so much of the what mounts that game is how you react to things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, no, I'm, I'm not going to stream it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that. That was also kind of what I was thinking. Anyways, uh, I might be streaming some some of the Pokemon expansion uh, this weekend. So if you guys want to see that, let me know. Um, but our main topic of of discussion earlier on this for this evening is actually the PlayStation Five was just announced uh, officially and actually given a showcase um, for later this year. So first up, okay, how do we feel about the design, guys? Let's go. Let's go ahead and start. Uh, Jenny, how do you feel about the design? It's not my favorite, to be honest. Um, I'm pretty old school when it comes to my PlayStation. Um, I just need to be more open-minded, I guess, but I'm not a fan of it. Okay. Okay. Al, what about you? Uh, I'm kind of divided on the design. Um, I think the console itself looks um, kind of cool. Um, I said in my article about the showcase that I am here for for the robo-genital um, era of console design, but um, I'm still I'm still hung up on the controller. I'm not a I don't know. It just God, I hate the controller. Yeah. It looks it looks really elongated and kind of weird to me. I still don't understand the face buttons on it, but so I'm kind of divided. Okay, okay, Josh, what about you, man? I uh, I, I I won't judge the controller until I've got it in my hands. Um, you know, so I mean, that's that's the thing, and and I'm honestly not too worried about the design either way because it's Sony, and what they'll end up doing, like they did with PS3, is like, yeah, you know, we didn't really like the six axis boomerang, so we're just going to go to a DualShock 3. So if it doesn't work, they'll fix it. I mean, it'll cost us more money, but at the same time, it's not something I'm too hung up about. The design of the console itself, I mean, is fine. I think it's a little, okay, I think it's a little too much, in honesty, but. You know, I do think it does create, and I don't, there's no way they did it on purpose because they're doing it at the same time. It does create a definite uh, difference from the new Xbox, which just looks like a block. Mm. And I do think mm. there's a sense mm. of Sony at least attempting, and you can, you can really see this we're gonna, when we talk about games for a sec. You can really see this. Sony's really attempting to be like, we're, they're not saying this, but, they're, but it's almost like they're saying, like, we are really trying to push this as far as possible. If you want your bro games, go to Xbox, but we're going to take this as far as we can. Uh, so, so, and I think the design was kind of in that way as well. You know, as much as Al might make fun of the robo genital thing, it's a little more artsy than just the, what looks like the, you know, 1995, you know, I, I came with Windows 95 installed tower that the Xbox has. Mm. Okay. I got you. Now, now speaking of games, we're actually going to go ahead and go back to you. So what is... What is one game in particular that you were just absolutely ecstatic for? From, from uh, I mean, I, I was, I was, you know, the, to me, and and you know, and I, I'll plug all of our, all I've got all of our articles did a really good job on showcasing everything, and um, and and I think you needed three articles to showcase everything that was going on. So for me, the things I was excited about were all of the what I would call left of center games, uh, things like Get, uh, things like uh, Little Devil Inside. Uh, things like uh, so, uh, Solar Ash, Solar Ash, yeah, yep. you know, and then of course my favorite was Kana. Kana was my favorite game. Kana just looks like something new and fresh. 
Um, I did it was you know it's a studio started by two brothers who have all of their uh, background in animation and they want to take their animation and put it into a video game. Uh, right off the bat, that kind of thing is, is stuff that we saw with like Cuphead mm. and and uh, and then with, with even games like Gris. Uh, and uh, even Celeste to an extent, mm. you know, these like games that start off with like really small, uh, really small development teams uh, that have these giant visions to them. Uh, and so it just looks really, really that, that looks really interesting to me. And I think it creates a really nice uh, counterpoint to all of the big AAA games that we also saw as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, fu- I fully agree. Uh, Jenny, what no, what do you think? Did you, uh, was there a particular game that you were kind of really interested in seeing from the showcase? Uh, the I'm probably not saying it right. The Kina game is that? How do you say that? The, the one you just talked about. Like I, yeah. I just want to concur that um, that's something that looks right up my alley that I'm super stoked about. Sure, uh, absolutely. It does kind of have like a Zelda look to it almost, mm, but right. I also kind of like the. the like it seems like, of course, we don't know anything about the game really. But like from what I could tell, the little the little black spirits that you're controlling, you know, they almost look like suit sprites mm. from Hayao Miyazaki. Mm. Almost looks like a Pikmin style thing mm-hmm. mixed with like uh, this Zelda uh, land, uh, Zelda type place. I, I, I was pretty, yeah. I, I think that's that was a game that stood out the most to me, and I yeah, stood out the Jenny too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Al, what about you, man? Um, I'm pretty sure I know which one you're going to talk about, but you know, what, what was one game that, that you really, really just wanted to, hear, to say something about? Um, just one game. Oh, gosh. It's hard to choose just one. There was a lot of really cool stuff they showed off. Um, I'm obviously hyped for the Resident Evil game. Um, it looks incredible. I love the change in setting they're doing. I love that um, it seems to be from the trailer, from reports, they're expanding uh, kind of uh, the enemy types of the bestiary to to werewolves or like some kind of man-beast hybrid, which I think is a great um, direction for them to go. Um, we saw Chris Redfield in the trailer. He looks like a friggin' grizzly bear found the dead body of Chris Redfield and just kind of climbed inside it. And it's piloting it as if it's an Ava. Um, <laughs> that looks great. Um, yeah, I'm super excited for it. I will say, I do have to do a correction to one of the things in uh, my article I wrote for the website about the Spider-Man game. Mm. Um, some new reports have come out, and apparently it is going to be a standalone game. It's not going to be just um, an expansion for the PS5 port. Um, I think the PS5 port for 2018 Spider-Man is still happening, but the Miles Morales game is going to be its own game, which I'm even more behind than I was before. It's going to be awesome. Is it, Was it confirmed that it's still currently PS5 exclusive, or is it going to be on PS4 as well? Or were there any reports of that? Uh, there weren't any reports of that as far as I know. Okay, I got you. I didn't, I didn't know if that was going to be like one of like the kind of like crossover ones, because you know how, of course, towards the end of the systems life cycle and the start of a new one they kind of occasionally will do like different ports and things um last of us part two almost like would be one of those i'm assuming i'm assuming next year we'll get like a game of the year edition or something for ps5 or something like that cyberpunk and and cyberpunk you know and stuff like that and everything um so yeah um you know you you already mentioned to me of course spider-man looks fantastic to me resident evil looks great 
Um, the one that I just, for some reason, fell in love with, like, and this is this is coming from someone who, when I came home from work that night, it was roughly like 11.30, we started watching, and I will readily admit, I kept nodding off through a lot of things, not because I wasn't excited, but because I was just so tired. Um, and then we watched it later, of course. But there was one that, like couldn't fall asleep couldn't take my eyes off of and that was i i'm probably saying it wrong but it's project uh athia or athia mm-hmm. i think it's i think it's how, that's how it's said um yeah. the square enix game yeah just and, and and luminous just every everything about that looked really really interesting to me um whether it was just what was, what, what was real quick what was square enix's last new ip was it kingdom Hearts? That sounds like a job for Red Lanyard fact checking. I'm just saying, like, because the thing is, like, you—that's the thing. Square Enix at this point has become, you know, really, you know, really similar to. <laughs> I'm gonna do this just to make Al angry. Ubisoft in a lot of, oh, in a lot of ways because I... it's just they've got their they've got their things that they do and they're consistently working on those things. Mm-hmm. They never really move off of them. Uh, I but, knew that they were they they got a couple different properties such as like the new the Tomb Raider series. Oh, Avengers is theirs, right? Avengers is theirs. Okay, yes. that's it. Um, so so they they bought up a couple different other studios such as Crystal Dynamics, Luminous. Um, I can't remember which one it is, but whichever one did Just Cause. Um, they bought up a couple of those, so technically those were technically new IPs for them, but at the same time they were still previously established yeah, games. Previous. Um, but uh, but anyways, the oh. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to tell because, as you just said, Square Enix owns and runs a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2019, they had a new game um, IP come out um, called Oninaki. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. Um, okay. That was uh, that was one they published and had a hand in developing as well, but like. As far as like anything with like a really big p- budget or advertisement behind it, uh, they did have Octopath Traveler um, in 2018, which was really yeah. Uh, popular. Yeah, I forgot about Octopath. Yeah, that's right. That that, that was that was a big one. Yeah, but anyways, uh, Project Athia or Athia, however how are you how are you supposed to say it? I'm, that 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 name might even change before this game comes out. Um, the the design of it looks awesome. Um, it had, I liked that it had like kind of that third person view, kind of like God of War. I thought that part, that aspect was kind of interesting. Um, but then you also had these really cool like ele- elemental powers like happening. Uh, and I, I don't know, just so- something about the way that they did just the, the level design and the character designs of it, even for what I think was roughly like a 90 second trailer, I was, I was hooked. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm there, you know? Um, and that was really kind of overall. That was kind of the interesting thing for most of these games is that Deathloop and like Ratchet and Clank were really the only, and and Little Devil Inside were really the only ones that had like trailers that were longer than like two minutes. Um, they showed a lot in an and like I think it's like an hour and fourteen minutes. I think is, is what it is. Um, but they showed a lot. They talked about a lot. I'm really excited. Um, they even showed some games that are coming out in like 2021 and 2022. So I mean, like we're 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 getting. We're going to be getting a lot from from PlayStation Five. Um, but can I be annoying for a real quick second? Oh, I'm ready. 
the 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 only thing, and no one seems to be talking about this, or at least any of the articles I've read from uh, IGN and uh, Polygon, and even the Kotaku, which shall not be named, and the wonderful fan of course, Mons, and the wonderful, well. and well, yeah, we didn't talk about it either. But uh, <laughs> the thing is, like uh, Sony has had one, in my really, Sony has had one really good launch, and that was the PlayStation One. Mm. And since then, all of their launches have been hit or miss. PS2 had some good games, but they were lucky because they had Madden, and mm-hmm. then they had SSX, which no one thought was going to be as big as they as they did on launch day. Mm-hmm. PS3 was a disastrous launch. PS4, we don't remember now because of how successful it's been, but it was a disastrous launch. Mm-hmm. And so I'm knack. Yeah, exactly knack. <laughs> exactly. So like, knack. The one, so what I'm, wor- what I'm worried about, or what I'm wondering, is the only game that we saw that was coming out holiday 2020 was uh, Jet and Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah. And so, uh, both, and like, Spider-Man, you know, that's exciting and everything, but in my opinion, that's going to end up being like a 8 to 10 hour game, and then no one even knows what the heck Jet is. And I'm so, excited for it, but I yeah, know what but it no is. but no one knows what it is. It's true. You know, so like, so I'm, I'm concerned about what the actual launch titles are going to look like. Um, because you know there there doesn't seem to be a killer IP on. There's no Halo on this launch, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, now, in fairness, it doesn't look like there's going to be one of those on Xbox either, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I to, so you know to play kind of to kind of be the guy that uh you know kind of uh you know kind of range on the parade here. I'm a little concerned over you know what this you know, that what I'm saying is like there was nothing there that told me. That I need to buy this thing the day it comes out in November or whatever. Mm. Um, and so to me, you know, that's going to be the that's going to be the telltale thing. Are they are they going to be able to put put out a launch that's going to make people want to go? I have to buy this right now because that's how it was with PS One. That's how it was with PS Two. Uh, PS Three was definitely not that way, and PS Four was definitely not that mm. way. So that to me is the the scary part of this. Oh, uh, Godfall was another. That's a, that's a twenty twenty. Is that a launch? I'm pretty sure it says twenty twenty. Okay. I mean, but once, I mean, okay. So, but still, it's a it's a gearbox. You know, like you know, basically like looter melee you know, game because it's not a looter Gearbo- shooter. Gearbox but... <laughs> has had one successful franchise, and like the thing is, like every time they go outside that franchise, they tend to fail miserably. And I mean, I, I love Borderlands more than anything, and that game looks cool, but like I don't. That's not the you know the the games that like the, the games that they need to launch with this. You know, Horizon and Resident Evil and Ratchet were the things that to hang your hat on. Mm. Um, if if you're going to have a successful launch, now Sony might be thinking themselves like Xbox has dug itself such a hole. You know, we've literally outsold them six to one at this point. Uh, it's not going to matter. Mm. You know, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm just saying like you know, if 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 they expect us to pay what I'm assuming is going to be six hundred bucks for a system. And then the best title they give us is an eight-hour-long Spider-Man game and a bunch of games we've already had on PS4. That's not going to be something that's going to entice me to buy it. That's, and and that's I, and I love video games more than anything, but it's just that's just not how it's. I, I'm just not going to be that guy. It ain't. It's not going to happen. You know, I'll, I'll let you and Al do that. You know. That's true. Yeah. And 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 I most likely will. You know. But um, all right. Well, yeah. So we've. So we've had some highs and some lows from the PS5. Uh, so, yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> on that note, we are going to get to our top story uh, today. Uh, we're going to get to the the moment that we've all been waiting for. Uh, 
Phantom Defense Court surprise. Now, uh, Raven uh, Jenny is going to be taking over the reins on this one because this was this character was mainly her suggestion. So, so Jenny, why don't you go ahead and uh, re- reveal who who Josh is going to be defending today? All right. Well, this character is about to turn twenty years old in October. Okay, and um, I mean, yeah, let's just it's we we picked Lorelai Gilmore for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, okay, yeah, that's, that's perfect. Fun. Well, shit, character you love, but came completely out of nowhere. Wow, so. yeah. okay, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, Are I'm you? happy that they agreed with me. I, I. So through through the help of of Jenny and Al, I am okay. Uh, my my one solid question um, actually was a question that I pretty much had watching the series the first time. Uh, for reference, the reason that he's asking me this, um, the last Gilmore Girls episode that I watched was the first series finale. I never got around to watching the Netflix series, um, you know, and then that was and for the record, I watched that when it aired, so that was. 10 years ago more than that uh, it ended no. in uh, 2007 2007 so my it's goodness been 13 years that I, have not, that I have not seen gilmore girls so but my one question jenny said was actually a very good question so i am so i am prepared okay but this is also why jenny is taking the reins on this obviously one. yes um, <laughs> my first two by the way suggestions were magneto and luke cage but the moment that this one came up I was like, no, we, we, we've got to go with well, this. Well, that's entirely think... true. He actually went back and forth for a little bit. Well, he was like, of... okay, guys, this was funny, but really, though. I remember hearing Al say, I don't know why you're not all in on this, Jake. Yeah. Like, I mean, that was, that was the funny part. So, <laughs> all right, let's do it. Let's, 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 let's go to work on Lorelai. Let's do this. Okay. So, Kenny's yeah, so, got the first two, so go ahead, Jim. Yeah, so this question is, um, I feel like this always comes up a lot when people are hating on um, Lorelai, um, and uh, I'm just interested to hear your take. Do you think that Lorelai's humor is trash? Do you just hate her humor? or uh, And why do you think other people do? Uh, so, like, define, you mean, like, her, like, fast-paced, like, witty kind of well, just, her, just her her wit and humor overall you I, know, think, uh, I, I think look okay this is i'm gonna throw all the cards on the table right now okay for the next hour you are not <laughs> gonna hear me say a bad thing about laura like in, in any way from her fashion okay so so if 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 you are if you were expecting uh, any type of devil's advocate policy from me at all, it's not going to happen because I think Lorelai, no joke, in all honesty, is one of the best characters invented for television in a long time. Now, when I say that, Gilmore Girls would honestly, I think Gilmore Girls is an extremely flawed show because of all the characters around Lorelai in a lot of ways who just get on my nerves to no extent. Uh, oh, yeah, so like we'll the last, yeah, well, the last. Yeah, I'm just the the last. Well, okay, now I'll say I'll save that for later. But anyway, no, I think I think Lorelai is extremely uh, funny and intelligent. And the, what's interesting about Lorelai is this: okay, the people that think her humor is trash, and I, 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 for a controversial statement, the people that think her humor is trash are not smart enough to keep up with her humor. Oh. The reason I, I say that, the reason I say that Whew. is because when you buy the Gilmore Girls on DVD, 
<laughs> I didn't know this until I started working at the money tree. When you buy them on DVD, there's literally a book in every one of them that explains her references. So, like, for example, so, like, and one of the reasons I like Lorelai so much, and one of the reasons, like, she's one of my dream girls, is, like, if you remember in, when we did our Batman one, and mm -hmm. I bought up, uh, brought up the Brady Bill? Yes. Do you remember that? Okay. Yes. And, like, 95% of people who were listening to this were like, what in the world is the Brady Bill? Okay? Mm -hmm. All right? But that's, that's the type of obscure thing that, like, she brings up all the time. So, like, I mean, she'll bring up, you know, she'll bring up, like, she'll have a random joke about, like, you know, like, um, I don't know, uh, you know, like, like she'll joke about the cure at one point, you know, and then she'll make a joke about like Joy Division at, at another point, you know, and you're like, you're like, if, if this is Joy Division showing up on a WB show of all things, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, and, and so I mean, she's, her humor is designed to be this really fast paced kind of humor that intentionally goes over the heads of a lot of people. But I think when people get angry about it is that they, one of the parts that they don't understand is like it's not necessarily intentional to go over the head of the viewer. It's supposed to go over the head of the people within the community because Lorelai is so far beyond the thought processes of most of Stars Hollow. And, mm. and, and the thing is, is like, you know, one of the best parts about her character is that she's so far beyond the thought process of that town. And yet, she at no point. I'm trying to think. Hold on, because because yeah, I've got I've got to think now before I make the statement. Get no, I don't want to say. She at no point considers leaving. Right? Is mm -hmm. there is there any point where she considers leaving, Jenny? Not seriously, but also um, not to like jump on you know um, on your point, but like she also never belittles them seriously. No, 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 not at all. No, it's just but like but that's but. That's part of the, that's part of the genius of the show itself. Is they set up this 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 dichotomy between this extremely intelligent, capable woman, okay, who, if one thing in her life had changed, would probably not be running a hotel. She'd be doing, you know, she'd be doing something, you know, beyond that, you know, on a much bigger stage than just running this hotel in this small town. And so that humor adds into that. So when people say they don't like the humor, I mean, you might as well just say you don't like the show then, you know, and just move on. And I guess watch How I Met Your Mother or something. I don't know. This might be more intense than the Batman one. This is great. It, it, okay. it might be. Like, <laughs> God, man. <laughs> All right. So, That's, I love oh, that answer. That was good. Yeah. This is the episode of the podcast that gets like the fandom correspondence, the real controversial cred. <laughs> is, is how how dare anyone crap on Lorelai Gilmore yeah. <laughs> in front of Josh? That's true, though. That's fair. All right, um, all right. So next question. Um, this one's also one that I hear a lot because um, a lot of people just wanted her to. Uh, end up with someone else um, usually a lot of people were wanting her to end up with Rory's dad um, but so in your opinion I mean you know how I feel about this but in your opinion uh, Luke and Lorelai are they a perfect match or completely mismatched um, okay so in order to answer this okay all right so this goes back to the first question though if you if you look at all the other people that Lorelai is with 
Okay, and I, I and here's the thing: I <laughs> I think Luke is a is an extremely uh, frustrating character to begin with. Uh, most most frustrating because it takes him about I don't know three and a half seasons to actually you know figure out that this gorgeous woman you know who comes into his you know stupid little restaurant every day you know like that maybe maybe I should try try and go for that I don't know but anyway. <laughs> You know, like, so he's, he's frustrating in a lot of ways, okay? But I think the reason that, that they're perfectly matched and, and um, is because it goes back to that first, that first idea is that Luke is also somebody who um, is perfectly fine staying in that small town. So, so like one of my, so like I, I, I don't want to jump show, but like one of my arguments, okay, and, and so like, okay, here we, here we, <laughs> Guinea's gonna reach through the computer and smack me for this one, okay. <laughs> one of my arguments about about the reason the office fell so horribly at its ending is because it goes against its central premise, which is beautiful things can happen within this small office space. Okay. And then it just is like, actually, no, it can't. That's why we're moving to Texas. Okay. So, like, one of the brilliant things Gilmore Girls does, they never, they, they intentionally make the bad guys, the people that want to take Lorelai and get her out of Stars Hollow. So, for, so basically, all of them are like people that are above, like, uh, uh, so like the first one, uh, Jenny, you got to help me again. Um, Max Medina. Yeah. Okay. So. 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 Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. So. So. Max, who is a, who's I actually think a pretty decent dude. Okay. But you know he's a highfalutin you know teacher at that at the at the the boarding school essentially. I know it's not a boarding school, but you know what I mean. That private school that Corey goes to. To you know it, it's he's he's not someone that's going to fit into the well you know let's go get a cup of coffee every o'clock in the morning. You know, at this at this little cafe. You're cutting out. You're a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. What what I was saying was is like he's not someone that's going to fit into this idea of, you know, I let's go get a cup of coffee every day at eight o'clock in the morning at the same cafe, run into the same twenty five people over and over again, because what Gilmore Girls is really intent on is telling you that like this community is a good community and one that's worth sticking around and one that's worth, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I've got a cat at the door that's just like meowing really hard right now. Um, th- this community is one that's worth staying in and, and building and building your family and your relationships here. And Gilmore Girls is really intent on doing that. It's why, it's why one of the things that, you know, everyone says is like, you know, the stars of the show are Lauren Graham and, and uh, what's the name of Rory? Alexis Bledel. Alexis Bledel and then the town. You know, that, that's, that, those are the stars of the show. And so, so if, if you're asking me, like, if Luke is, is a perfect match for her, in that sense, 100% she is, or he is. Um, but where the, I think where the, where the issues come in once again with, with the, uh, the problems between, uh, that, that you see between Lorelai and Luke, um, is that, uh, Lorelai is just like, a, you know, she's a, I mean, she, she's just a really free-thinking, broad-thinking type person, and Luke really isn't. But the one thing that they do have in common is their love of that town, and that I think is what really centers their relationship. 
you know, is that neither one of them are looking for more than that. You know, one thing, but at the same time, you know, where where their issues come up is like, like I mean, in the you in the Netflix series, you know, there's that part where like Lorelai's like, I'm just gonna run off for like you know a month or so, and like mm-hmm. Luke's like, well, okay, you know, and like the thing is like it that type of thing would never dawn on Luke, and yet as I'm watching, I'm like, that seems like something exactly that Lorelai would do, you know, like mm-hmm. he's gonna be someone that's going, I need to go and find myself about every five years, mm-hmm. you know, whereas Luke has never had to find himself probably in his entire life. And so, 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 I, yeah, I think they're, I think they're perfectly matched on that because whereas Lorelai's really flighty in a lot of ways, in a good way, uh, Luke is very grounded, and I think they really complement each other that way. Um, and I don't Luke think also any of the others. Up with their humor, I, and by in the way. particular, Rory's father is like one of the, I mean, just like one of the worst characters in the history of television. And and like, mm-hmm. and I don't understand. There, there are people that will actively like like stand for him and i don't understand it i don't get it I, I i don't i don't know what he does in the show that would make you make you think that like he's a guy you need to i i, I don't know i don't get it but anyway to answer your long story short yes i think i think luke and lorelei are pretty perfectly matched i think the show does a really good job of uh, showing you that um and uh and like showing you that in real subtle ways you know, so, so yeah, I, I really like, yeah, no, I, I don't have any issue with the Luke and Lorelai relationship whatsoever. Okay, awesome. I agree. Great answer. Um, to turn to Jacob, I think. Yes, I've got the third one, and then uh, me and Jenny kind of worked together on the third and fourth one, actually, or the third and the fifth one, really. Um, but, uh, so... <clears throat> One of the things that I was thinking about whenever we first came up with really just this this idea of talking about Lorelai in general um, was this question. Um, because this is something that I always kept thinking about throughout the show, even when I was freaking 13, apparently, watching the show. Because um, I did not know. It does not seem like that long ago that I watched this. But anyways, yeah. um, is so weird. Is the relationship between Lorelai and Rory indicative of history repeating itself following the issues between Lorelai and Emily? Hmm. Okay, so wait, so so so, so are you saying that Lorelai Lorelai mothers Rory in the same way that Emily mothered Lorelai? Is that what you're asking me? Maybe not exactly in the same way always, but there are multiple points in times where they are definitely at odds with each other. Oh, yeah, no, they're definitely not. Okay, so, like, well, okay. So here's... <laughs> um, I think there's a sense of history repeating itself, but not in the sense that um, because of any similarities in parenting style. Mm. So Emily... Of course, we don't... I don't. Emily's a weird, just a weird character in general. I don't know. I, she just, she just, she's just a strange character. Um, we have to take because it's because it's a show about Lorelai and Rory. We've got to take Lorelai at her word. And if we take Lorelai at her word, Emily was a very um, controlling mother. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's rich. Um, you know, like the, you know, the. <laughs> You know, I mean, on more than one occasion, she bemoans the fact that, you know, Lorelai ruined, you know, her debutante uh, party. You know, so like, do I, have to, do I have to explain what debutante party is? Probably. It went hurt. Okay. 
So so like so 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 the gist of the show is that Lorelai's sixteen when she has Rory. Mm. Okay, so so in the South they do these things like they do things like cotillions and debutante parties, which are basically these points where this sounds really strange in the twenty first century now, even as I'm saying it now. But it's basically this part where the parents of a of typically a upper class daughter, okay, will have a party basically saying, okay, it's okay to try and court her now. And it's a big kind of, uh, it, it, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, mean I, I don't, I don't know of anyone that anybody does it now. Uh, you know, I mean, everybody just kind of goes to these like sweet 16 things now, I guess. But like, but back in the day, that was something you did. There was a debutante party basically announcing, you know, it, 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 it's an announcement that this, this, this young lady is ready to date and uh, to be courted. Okay. So one of the things that Emily brings up over and over and over again is that Lorelai never got to have a debutante party. And the reason she didn't have a debutante party is because she got pregnant when she was 16. So, you know, so like she brings it up over and over and over again. So like right off the bat, you're, you are conditioned to see Emily as a pretty controlling, uh, wanting to live vicariously through her children kind of person. Um, and it's always dangerous when parents want to live vicariously through their children, uh, you know, to that extent. And so she is very much, uh, you know, she's very much uh, a controlling, live vicariously type person. Lorelai, I think, is is her her main problem with Rory, I, I think, is that, you know, she doesn't see herself as a mother. Um, so like that's the, whole, that's the whole first season. The whole first season of Gilmore Girls is like this just like constant loop between Rory and Lorelai where the for the first time ever Rory is making decisions that Lorelai doesn't agree with. And so Lorelai is trying to be a mother for the first time ever. I mean that's kind of what you you tend to see there. And and you know by the time someone gets to be 16 if you're trying to be a mother at that point that's going to cause problems if you haven't set any type of base. And, you know, the gist you kind of get from the show is that, you know, Rory was, you know, a pretty, you know, easygoing, was basically like a little Lorelai, you know, up until she goes off to to school and then she starts making decisions that are, you know, I mean, at at best idiotic, you know, and Lorelai is like, these are horrible decisions, you know, um, you know, I've made decisions uh, that have had consequences. I don't want you to make decisions that have, that have had those same consequences as well. And so I think, you know, that's the, that's a struggle there, but I don't think it's like, it's, it's history repeating itself in the sense that, you know, like, I'll, okay, here, here's what I will say. Okay. It's history repeating itself in the sense that both Emily and Lorelai don't seem to have any concept on how to be a mother. Um, and part of the growth of Lorelai, as a character is that by the end of the show, I think she has a pretty good grasp on, on how to be a mother. Hmm. Um, and, uh, and at the same time on letting Rory make her own mistakes. Uh, Emily, Emily never has that grasp. Uh, even through, in my opinion, through the Netflix show, you know, she did, she has no concept of how to let Lorelai be Lorelai. And, you know, the, the big, the big, <laughs> The big issue that happens between them and the Netflix show is when, like, 
uh, you know, like Lorelai. So when the the Netflix show kind of uh, comes off of the idea of uh, Lorelai's father, is it Richard? Is Richard his name? Mm. Richard, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, Richard. Yeah. 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 Uh, when Richard dies, um, you know that's that's kind of that casts a shadow over the whole season because of course that mm. actor sure. had passed away, uh, and so there's a part in the in the Netflix series where the big falling out between Lorelai and, and Emily happens, where Lorelai is like shell shocked by all this and like is is has not pro is she's not processing it. She's having real issue processing it. She doesn't know how to process it. You know, you kind of get the sense it's like the first real grief she's had in her life. Um, and then at the same time, you've got Emily who's willing to make this into this big, giant thing. And when you have these really perfect moments of the, like these perfect grieving moments, you know, where like, let's just sit around and, and share a story. And like Lorelai has no concept of how to do that. She fails miserably at it. And, you know, she tells this really... I can't remember the story she tells, but it's like ridiculous and embarrassing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and like, you know, it, it takes her, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons why she runs off to kind of deal with her grief. And Emily has no idea how to deal with someone like that. You know, Emily has no idea how to deal with someone that's flighty um, and has a, you know, has, and is a free thinker because she's not a free thinker herself. And so, but at the same time, when Lorelai is trying to deal with that Rory, um, and Rory's being a free thinker as well. You know, Lorelai doesn't have any idea how to deal, how to step in and take control of that because the last thing she wants to do is be her mother. So I'm not sure it's like history repeating itself, but I think it's, you know, I think I think you've just got this this cane of women who just, you know, really don't know how to be a mother. And, uh, and of course, <laughs> spoiler alert it seems like that cane's gonna keep going with rory gotcha. uh, yeah, so right. so like you know so i, I like it yeah, you said you hadn't seen it but i mean it's like that's like three years old it, now, is, it, so is, it is okay yeah. it is okay. so you know but i think that i think that's part of it that chain is just gonna keep going you know where you've got you know people that are having um you, you see kind of the consequence of people having children and not really knowing what to do with them um so I will say this: I would definitely. I think. I think Lorelai. Um, I think Lorelai is a um, is a better mother than Emily, if for no other reason, like Lorelai is not selfish. Hmm. Like there's no decision. Once again, you'd have to help me out, but I can't think of a decision she makes, you know, towards Rory that I would consider selfish. No, nah, there isn't yeah. one. You know. And, and, and actually, I don't even be asking Jenny that because Jenny's a Rory hater like me. So, like, I don't know if that's mm -hmm. actually fair. I don't know if help out. You know, like, I don't, but I, I just, I don't, I can't think of one. You know, like, even when the biggest falling out they have in the series is when Rory decides to leave Yell because Yell's hard. And so, like, you know, Rory decides to leave. And, like, she's just really upset that because in, you're throwing away you know, at this point, you know, eight years of work, you know, to get to this point, you know, to go to the school that you've dreamed of and because you have a failure at it, you know, it's not even a big failure. It's like, 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 I think he has like a C on a paper or something like that. And like, he's like, no, yeah. I don't want to do well, this there's anymore. Also, um, that is also like when she starts sleeping with Dean. Um, and if you remember, that's like when yeah. they first started yeah. really falling out because Dean was married. And, uh, Dean, yeah. 
Because Dean's married. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dean. Also known as, uh, who is he in Supernatural? He is uh, Sam uh, Sam Winchester. Yeah, yeah, and the last thing you want to do, uh, you know, I just, you know, for anyone that's ever watched Supernatural, is sleep with a demon hunter. You know, that's a bad... That, that is true. a bad move. On, on all never really works out for anybody doesn't work out for anybody so so yeah but anyway so i mean that was a long and winding answer to that question um because it, that's that question has a lot to it but in my yeah. opinion i think lorelei is a, a good mother and i think i think i think emily tries i just don't think she has the capabilities to do it because you know i mean when you're born rich you know i mean you, mm-hmm. you know you, i don't know it's like it, it's hard to be born rich and have any type of morality it just is. I mean, I, I'm not trying to be controversial. That's that's biblical, you know. That's Hindu. That's Buddha. You know. I mean, you pick any religion you want, any thought process. You know, they all basically say if you're born rich, it's going to be hard for you to really, you know, really have any type of morality whatsoever. Even, even Batman says that. Yeah, even Batman. Yeah, Bat, yeah, that's what. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, so, Lorelai yeah. did it though. You know, she was raised rich and she's awesome. So. But well, I know, I know. But once again, she was raised rich, but she also had this moment. Where you know she became a pariah, and that's the difference. You see, mm-hmm. like that. See, that's a, so. Laurel has a hardship. You know, the problem with Emily, in my opinion, is that she's never had any real hardships. Like that's why she freaks out every time her mom shows up. Her Emily's mom shows up, and it's like mm-hmm. the worst thing's gonna happen. Like she's gonna hate this statue that's in the living room. Like I mean, that that's there's a there's a there is a there is an episode of the show, Jake. There's an episode of the show. I remember where. Emily's mother shows up, mm-hmm. and they spend the entire time. Laurel has to go over and help her rearrange because they're that she's that worried that her mother will not like, you know, certain, you know. Are you sure that's not know, Richard's mother, it, by the way? It, oh, yeah, it's Richard's mother. It, either, okay, yeah, either way, it's Richard, yeah, it's Richard's mother. It's she's that it's worried. Her mother mother, but even like, still, it makes yeah. it even more ridiculous. But still, like. But, but that but that's what she considers a crisis. Think about that for a second. Right. You know, like, like she considers that to be the crisis of her life. You know, Laurel, the crisis of Lorelai's life is how am I going to raise, you know, a six a a daughter at sixteen? You see the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a real difference in the in the hardship there. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I've, I've spent way too much time on that question, but that one had that one had a lot of that had a lot of. That's awesome. All right. So now I'm going to uh, send it over to Al. All right. Absolutely. So um, the conversation or the exchange or the debate, uh, whatever, whatever word in the, th- in the thesaurus you want to use, um, <laughs> the conversation so far has related to um, the characters you know, as existing in the show, as is usual, uh, where we talk about characters. But I want to propose something. I want to propose a situation that is easier to do with this kind of character, um, as opposed to, like, Superman or or John Constantine or or somebody like that, if you will. (laughs) Uh, And that proposition is to drop is to drop the context of the show, right? Drop the context of the show, put Lorelai Gilmore into the real world, right? She's just she's just a person who lives in Kentucky. Um, I'm not going to say sh- she lives in Owensboro because that would be almost as if it was the context of the sh- show again. So, <laughs> <laughs> <not> Lorelai Gilmore. 
I'd love if I was, was more like Star Apollo. I mean, I, I, I almost take insult to that, but I'll, I'll let it slide. <laughs> uh, take Lorelai out of the show and drop her into the, drop her into the real world. Um, the question is, oh, my fandom defense attorney, <laughs> is would Lorelai in the real world be... Would anyone be able to perceive her as anything other than this rude, really pretentious, just kind of insufferable individual? And if so, and this is kind of a bit more of a philosophical question, if so, is there any is there any good or any um, merit to a character? who, as long as they're not the villain of the story, which you very clearly contended that she is not, is there any merit to a character who would be so terrible in real life? So, wait, wait, wait. Let, let, let's, let's, let's back up a second, okay? <laughs> let's, let's... Because I have an issue with the very premise of the question, okay? Let's start here. And I said this at the beginning. You're not going to get me to say a bad thing about Lorelai Gilmore. So the premise that she is rude and insufferable is ridiculous. Now, here's what I will say. If the premise is that, you know, like being very caring about your neighbors and uh, being able to do a job that no one else in the town can do and uh, always looking out for people, even when they don't have your best interest of hearts, if that's rude and insufferable, then I guess that's what she is. So she probably wouldn't succeed in a real world situation because there's not a whole lot of people like that. Um, and when they are, they turn into extremely cynical people like me and apparently you, Al, if you think Lorelai is rude and insufferable. So, uh, so I have an issue with the premise. Okay. Wow. Um, but the, I'm just like, hey, this, that, that, that's, I mean, that's, that's a, like, well, I, I, I need, I need, I need an example of, of rude and insufferable. Al. I, I need an example of that because I'm thinking of things like, I'm going to leave a date because my next door neighbor who is half crazy, her cat has died and I need to be with her. Like, is that a rude and insufferable thing to do? Maybe to the person that's on a date, but I mean, is is that a rude and insufferable thing to do? Is like, I'm going to try to raise money. For this woman uh, so she can continue to run her dance studio that should have been left in the 1930s but hey it makes her feel like she's got a place in this town and if no one else cares to do it I'm going to do it is that a rude and insufferable thing to do like like wh what are these rude and insufferable issues that you that you are bringing up like I, I, I want I want to know these character traits well I'm very glad you asked Joshua because this is actually not a minority opinion. Also, again, when we ask questions, it does not necessarily mean that we individually um, adhere to those opinions. But um, I'm glad you asked that because there are lists online when I was doing research for this podcast over the last week. There are lists online of why Lorelai Gilmore is the biggest problem with the Gilmore Girls. Um, now, I will not lie to you and tell you that all of these lists are good. I will lie to you and tell you that a, that even a majority of them are good. It's a pretty small minority of the list that have any good points. I'll be real with you. But 
for the sake of argument, since that is the premise of this podcast, this version of the podcast at least, um, some of the more popular points that have been brought up by avid fans of the show, by the way, are uh, the time she ruined the baptism of her best friend's children by getting into an argument with Rory, which it was probably Rory's fault. Let's all be honest. It usually is. It usually is. Um, (laughs) But to the point that they actually stormed out of the baptism uh, with the children in tow, which honestly is pretty hilarious. Um, honestly, I don't know what I would do in that in that situation. <laughs> I just I just be kind of like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I would do either. Yeah, that's fair. I, I guess the baptism's over. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I guess I guess that's it. Um, there was, and this happened um, in the most recent iteration of the show during the Year in the Life s- series, um, when um, she and Rory again, Rory was involved. Rory is usually an accomplice. Uh, <laughs> when she and Rory, while at the pool, just t- decided to bully and body shame the just random people in the town. Um, that's always a good look. To the point, and I don't put a lot of stock in this point, but I think it's worth bringing up just because of the times we're in right now. I'm sure you'll have a lot more to add on to it. Um, to her insensitive, at times bigoted comments, probably not bigoted as in, um, as in a genuine feeling or opinion that she has, but again, a bit more towards the writing of the show at the time, um, where she makes jokes about gender reassignment surgery, um, living transgender lives told in a joke way when talking to Luke but such lines would probably be deemed especially now would probably be deemed pretty homophobic and transphobic um, as well Um, and also the one that did always bother me personally I will say that is that um, there are several episodes in the show where she is very rude to serving staff at restaurants and that did always bother me, but um, but yeah, there's a whole there's a whole platter of them for you, Josh. So don't okay. don't ever say that well, really. Well, okay. So, so, so so the body shaming thing, I don't I, I don't even remember the context of that one. So I can't I can't speak that one. I don't I I, I, I seriously don't remember that. I feel like that's like a twenty second part of the show. Uh, that uh, that someone has taken and blown way out of proportion. Uh, the baptismal the baptismal seat. I will I, I will I, I will absolutely give you uh, Rory. It is absolutely Rory's fault, as mm-hmm. most issues in the show are. Um, but 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 I, I will I will give you this. Lorla in a lot of those situations does need to be the bigger person. Okay, she does. Okay, but okay, but here's 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 the question I would ask you. Okay, for this, have you ever had a family member? That can drive you outside of your mind. That's a question I would ask because every single person has had that. And the problem with family members, I have family members, a random correspondence who can drive me out of my mind. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, exactly, exactly. You know what I do too. You know what I do too. Oh. I, I, I do too. You actually, you're kind of experiencing that right now, actually. But, um, but, but, what's up, guys? <laughs> but, but seriously, those family members. You know, if you never, if you ever notice, they a lot of times, like we all joke about like Thanksgiving, you know, and like you know, not looking forward to that because you know of all the arguments. But a lot of times, those family members, you know, they have a horrible, 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 horrible way of finding a point when you are in public in a in a situation, and they just start in on their crap. Okay, and like if you can't relate to that. I don't know what to do with you. I mean, I, I guess you just got this perfect life where, you know, like your entire family just doesn't have, you know, a racist or an idiot or, you know, a bigot or a prejudiced person or, you know, or just someone that's just, you know, an out and out jerk. You know, if, if you have that family, then, yeah, you probably don't understand that baptism scene. But if you have any family member like that, you understand that scene. OK, um, and you understand all the issues of Rory, because like there's a the, Rory at certain points. And, and, and like, I don't like I, I don't want to get into because here's the thing. I promise you, if you look up lists of like how Rory Gilmore is the worst part of the show, you're going to find plenty of them. And I, and, and I don't want to go into that too much because that's part, I think it's part of the conceit of the show. Part of the conceit of the show is to watch Rory. uh you know, grow up through making a lot of mistakes. Um, and I think that's part of the conceit of the show. It makes the show sometimes extremely frustrating to watch, but I think that's part of the conceit of it. And and I think part of the conceit is watching Rory in a lot of ways bring Lorelai down through the things that she does. Um, but, I, you know, that to, to me, that that's, you know, to pick something out like that is almost a little unfair. I mean, I, look, I because, I, like, because to say, you know, to say things like, you know, that she's rude and sufferable is to to take that 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 baptismal scene and then to negate all the stuff she does for the town. And I will also say this, okay? All right. Um, I don't think they say it, okay? And I'm actually going to answer Jenny because Jenny is the Gilmore Girl uh, resident, okay? The resident uh, Gilmore Girl theologian, so to speak. Okay? <laughs> is, uh, is, uh, is uh well gosh dang it what's his name michelle is that right is that his name yes yes okay all right uh michelle is a homosexual man right correct okay all right so there might have been i mean there there's there's probably two times maybe in the show where Lorelai makes some statement because it's a show that's written in the early 2000s and we've come a long way in the last 20 years uh, where she has made some type of remark. I mean, you could, you can make, you can, you can do the same thing with the office and you can do the same thing with just about any show that hasn't come out within the last, actually, I don't, I was going to say that. I don't know. Shows probably still do that now, honestly, but like you could probably do that with just about any show that hasn't come out in the last four years. Okay. Um, and focus on that. But one of the interesting things about Gilmore Girls is that Lorelai's also the only person that puts up with a actually rude and insufferable, horrible human being in Michelle, in my opinion, although I do find him hilarious. Uh, but, like, if you want to talk about someone who's rude and insufferable, he is horrifying to guests and just, like, you know, and has to, and Lorelai has to basically stand a lot of times in between him and the guests in this show. And, and she has taken up for him know, on I mean, numerous occasions. 
Yeah, exactly. Although several times he's about to get fired, you know, mm-hmm. and like the fact that someone like so like I, I, I'll put it to you this way, you know, like Stars Hollow, you know, you you kind of compare it to Owensboro. Well, it's really not. It'd be closer to like a a small town like Irvington or something like that in Kentucky, or even like a Wilmore, you know, or something like that. You know, it'd be that that'd be the better comparison, you know. Mm-hmm. And like the thing is, like how how difficult do you think? Okay, in two thousand, in like the year, I don't know when the show started, but let's say the year two thousand. Okay, the year two thousand. How difficult do you think it would be in the year two thousand for a homosexual man to have a friend in Irvington, Kentucky? Hmm. I mean, I mean, I mean, you got an answer. It'd probably be pretty hard. Yeah, that's a, that'd be pretty difficult. Okay, and mm-hmm. like yet, what the? I mean, Lorelai is a. I, I would can I, I think Lorelai is extremely close to Michelle. I don't know why, but he, she is. And on several occasions, like Jenny says, stands up for him, you know. And I, and they they never have the episode where like you know like they want to drive him out of town, you know, for his sexuality or anything like that. Okay, they never have that episode. But you know, like it is a it is something that stands out amongst that show is that you know he's a he's a fully fledged fully written character you know with his own quirks you know and everything and Lorelai has befriended him and you know and I mean they they have a pretty close relationship um in my opinion Lorelai and 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 the Lorelai is uh Lorelai being rude to the waiting staff in in some instances uh some of those are there's there's one of those I, I I remember one I remember I remember laughing pretty hard at it so I don't think I was too offended by it um, I'd be really shocked if Jenny wasn't offended by some I mean Jenny do you know what he's talking about there No I can't place it but I'm sure it exists Okay but I'm just saying like I mean that you know like Jenny is the you know the uh, the saint of all you know waiters and waitresses. Uh, so like you know so so I, I feel like that one's a little overblown but i mean all this is, is a long way to say like i just have a really hard problem with the premise of her being rude and insufferable um and 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 pretentious definitely i mean i don't think there's a pretentious you know, like if, if if is i mean is is intelligence pretension is that what it is because like if i mean i guess i mean if, if that's a thing but like you know, this is, I mean, like, there's, okay, there's, there's like three occasions in the first season where because of like, you know, random like stuff that happens to her, that she ends up going to these highfalutin parties at the school in like cowboy boots, you know, and, and denim cut off jeans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, you know, and, and, and like, I mean, there's like no, like, and, and like, she's a little embarrassed. But at the same time, I mean, like he's a, you know, like it's it's not a, it, it's there's there's not, I mean, pretension is just not some not a not a trait that Lorelai Gilmore has, you know. She can I just probably be pretty rude. A, a time she was rude to um, uh, people in a cafe. It was when she wasn't able to go to Luke's because they had broken up, and. Uh, this and she was kind of rude about getting her coffee. Um, I excuse that because um, I know what I'm like without coffee. It's not an excuse, but like I get it. Um, so like, <laughs> so that's why that never bothered me. That's the only time I can remember. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. It just like came to me. So 
I don't know. I just, uh, to me, this is this has probably been not not a great answer. But the problem is not the reason it's not a great answer is because I think the premise is false. You know, because the thing is, like, if it, like, it, you, and like you say, all these lists are done by fans of the show, but like, <laughs> if you're watching the Gilmore Girls and just every episode, you're going, "That stupid Lorelai." I just said she's the biggest problem. In the, uh, why are you watching the Gilmore Girls? Like the the town. I mean. She keeps the town together herself. I mean that that's that's the honest truth. So everything hinges on her. Um, so like I don't know I I don't know why you would even watch a show if you thought she was pretentious and rude. Um, and then as far as like putting her in the world in the real world, um, I, once again, if you think Lorelai is pretentious and rude, in my opinion, you've like never worked. A service job in your entire life um you know um because it's like the, I, I i don't like I, I i have no concept of you know anything that she does that in my opinion i would consider to be uh you know rude and insufferable um i mean she's you know she has you know she's extremely loyal and extremely close to every friend she has um there's at least, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, just if 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 you watch if you watch the first just by the end of the first season, if you by the end of the first season, there's at least ten to twelve people that have had serious issues that she has gone out of her way to fix at a detriment to her own time and ability to do things that she wanted to do. Um, you know, I she's you know she's very kind to you know the old crazy people in her town. Um, she never once considers killing the mayor of Stars Hollow, which right off the bat <laughs> uh, means that she's like a saint. Um, you know, and I mean, just like you I know, have legitimately forgotten about him until you mentioned he that. is he's the worst. He is, he, the worst. but he might yeah. be the best because he's the worst. I don't know, but like. You know, she just like I, I, I'll tell you what. I, I'll actually here. Here's here's how I answer this question. And I should have done this. I wasted 15 minutes rambling. I should have done this at the beginning. Actually, here's the question I would ask you. I want you to take a normal person, okay, and put them in the place of Lorelai at Stars Hollow and see how they react to it. Mm. That's the answer to the question. Okay, mm. that's the answer to the question right there. So, because I mean, she's like, I mean, she's a, she's a, she's a pastoral figure to that town, you know, and, you know, and, 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 and with all of that, with all of that, you know, and part of the reason that all this rude and insufferable stuff stands out is because when someone like that is rude and insufferable, you notice it way more, you know, Ooh. you know, I mean, like, I mean, like, like Jake just said, I'd completely forgotten about the mayor until you said that the mayor is an idiot for eight straight seasons on that show. Okay. And he'd forgotten all about him, you know? Yeah. And so like when someone, when someone who is in intrinsically good and who, you know, who has taken on a role that Lorelai takes on that town and, you know, she does it well. Those times when, like, she doesn't get her coffee and she's a little upset, you notice it more. And so, yeah, so actually that would be my answer to the question. In fact, if we could edit out the last 15 minutes of what I said <laughs> and, and just have that, that would be, that'd be, no, that'd I love be better. It. I love it. 
I, I oh, love oh, you getting yeah. mad about more like no more. It's like one of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> it needs this to say. <laughs> okay, well that was that was a great answer, Josh. Um Okay, well so we've already I think I, hate, last... I think I hate him. Like like I I, I, I think I, I think I hate Al. <laughs> <laughs> that's where, that's yeah. where that went? Al's the only one that uh, asked a, uh, a controversial question, and poor poor Al. It's okay, Al. I still love you. <laughs> I know you didn't mean it. <laughs> it's, it's hard when you're the only one who follows the assignment sometimes. I'm Kyle Rayner, so hey. yeah. I, thought, I bet it was actually. I'm 100% sure that was the discussion. I thought the, I thought the theme of the podcast was like, a defense court, not let's all get tea and sit down and talk about how we love this person he's talking about. <laughs> I'm just saying that was that was a that was a leading question. That was a leading question, man. Um, do you have anything else to add to your question, Al? Uh, no, 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 I think I better stop right. Now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I do not. Um, I like Josh's answer. I like the end of Josh's answer a lot. Um, I think, yeah, you get to the point where you're just like, well, almost at any point when you get with a character where they're undergoing a lot of criticism, I think it's it's just a good kind of thought practice or thought exercise to to be like, well, let's drop in it an average random person into their circumstances and stuff and see how they do. So yeah, I think that's a very like good question. Yeah. A very, very good question. Um, yeah. Um, so the next question, um, you kind of already answered it a little bit. Um, so, I mean, it might not be uh, as drawn out. Uh, but, you know, this gets brought up a lot. Well, I didn't mean that to be snarky. I'm just saying, like, it I might know. be... Okay, well, <laughs> um, is Lorelai a uh, terrible mother for trying too hard to be Rory's friend um, in too many instances? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think if there's going to be a criticism of Lorelai, it's that. Um, but, I, man, I mean, like, I, 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 I don't blame her, okay, for, once again, because, like, because, because, the, the the problem is that in the the first line, <laughs> the, the, this this is what Gilmore Girls does brilliantly is the first four episodes of first three or four episodes lull you in this like false sense of, of security, where you're basically going to like you're you're essentially what you think you're going to watch is like this buddy uh, this this like buddy comedy between the only difference is it's like a, a, a mother and daughter, you know that are really close in age. But they frame it as like a buddy comedy for like the first four episodes or so. Uh, I mean, the first like the uh, the the best example of that is the very first scene of the entire show is the same guy hits on Lorelai and Rory uh, in Luke's cafe. You know, which also leads to my the only the only time Rory's funny in the whole in the whole show is when <laughs> she looks at guy and says, "You're gonna be my new daddy," which is just hilarious. Uh, and like the only time she's funny, and so like and so like they they use that to lull you into this false sense of, of security because you're like you think oh we're gonna watch this really because like even the last time I watched this season three which I think Jenny was like a year ago because I remember I was complaining to you about it all the time um, mm-hmm. but like 
like I, I got lost to that social security game where I was like, oh, you know, it's going to be, I kind of Roy's going to be a jerk, you know, at some point, but like, you know, we're going to enjoy this, like this, like buddy kind of thing that's going on here. Yeah. This and is then they cute. Just, like, oh, like, exactly. yeah. And they just hit you real hard with this idea of like, well, yeah, it, it was fun, but now Rory is going out into, he's moving past Stars Hollow. He's going out into the real world and, you know, and she's seeing things and experiencing things that, Lorelai is not equipped to deal with, and I mean, and that, and, and that's and that is that becomes a new conceit of the show in a lot of ways. And so the, you know, I mean, the real, you know, the antagonistic influence of the show, you know, isn't really a person or anything. It's the fact that, you know, Lorelai is not equipped to be a mother because the only example of mercy had was someone who was extremely controlling and basically just gave up on her after she was sixteen. And so, and so now her only, you know, that's the only example of murder she has. And, you know, she's basically grown up alongside Rory. So she automatically feels awkward trying to do any type of disciplinary stuff of her. And she hasn't had to for the first 16 years of her life. And that's why, you know, I mean, that's, that, that's the, that's the major issue in the show is that, you know, she's not, she's not a capable mother. Um, I think she grows into a better mother. Ironically, I think she's a better mother to uh, Rory uh, towards the end of the show. But the problem is, by that point, you know, Rory has, you know, decided that she's just going to basically be a nihilistic, you know, person, I guess. I don't know. I, I mean, she, like, Rory by the end of the show, like, has no morals. Like, that's just the honest truth about it. Like, she's sleeping with a married man. You know, she's just quitting... You know, uh, she's betraying her own mother by moving back in with uh, Emily and Richard, uh, which is a betrayal. Uh, you know, I mean, like, so, like, there's a there's a lot going on there. Um, and I don't, you know, and 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 I think, honestly, it's, it's one of the strengths of the show that there's never a point where, you know, like, there's never really this point where, like, Lorelai actually even gets it. Because in, in the real world... You know, I mean, you know, Stars Hollow is kind of this like, you know, majestic, you know, fantasy land in a lot of ways. But, you know, in reality, you know, it's very, very hard for someone, you know, to raise a child at age 16. And um, and I think I think the show's really good at like not um, not backing off of that. Um, they they keep hammering that home. And, and so, yeah, I, I think, I, I think that is, that's her, that's her only flaw is, you know, is that she doesn't know how to be a mother. Um, and like, you know, she makes, you know, she, she tries, but by the time, you know, by the, you know, if you're trying to mother someone who's 20, you know, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, just, it's, just, it's just not going to work, you know? Mm. And, um, and so I think, yeah, I, but no, I don't, I don't think she's, I, but I don't want to say she's a bad mother either because, I mean, she's, you know, it's not like, I still think, I mean, I still, you know, I, I, I still think she's in a lot of ways better than Emily because, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, like she's, you know, the, I'll put it to you this way, okay? Rory, Lorelai never judges Rory unless Rory is hurting someone else, Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Emily judges Lorelai for literally everything she does. And that therein lies the difference between the two of them. Because the only time Lorelai really gets, you know, gets on Rory is because Rory is doing something that is hurtful to someone else. You know, and and you know, and I mean the best example of that is Dean and Yell, you know, because it's just, you know, she's hurting herself and she's, you know, hurting who Dean well, she's hurting Dean and she's hurting who Dean's married to. And um I mean that's the you know, that that's the that that's the hallmark of Lorelai's mothering is like, you know, she she I think that's her line. You know, her line is you know, are you going, are you hurting someone else by doing this? Um, and, uh, so, but, but I mean, not answer the question. Yeah. I, I don't think she's, you know, she's, uh, she, she never really learns how to be a true mother, but you know, I, it, it would have been impossible for her to almost impossible for her to learn that. Okay. All right. Awesome. Well, that's a good answer. Um, does anybody have anything else they want to add? No. I'm pretty good. Uh, nothing, nothing besides that this was fantastic, and I think you've done a really, really solid job. Um, this was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Josh, do you have anything, uh, any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, Gilmore Girls is a, is, is a fan is a fantastic show. It, it's and it, I think it holds up better than a lot of a lot of shows uh, from the from the late nineties two thousands era. Uh, simply because you know a, a lot of the a lot of the shows from the nineties and two thousands era hinge on this like post Seinfeld kind of idea of just like you know you know like cruelty cruelty is kind of fun you know and like and so we'll, we'll watch people make fun of people and things like that and I, and i'm not saying Gilmore girls doesn't have some of that apparently there's some body shaming you know that happens <laughs> at some point which is just i'm gonna have to watch that again to find that one scene i guess but like but um <laughs> but at, at the core of Gilmore girls the the show is about you know a, a woman who cares for this town and um you know that's that that's that's the basic point of the show. That's where the show starts, and honestly, that's where the show ends. Uh, if you, at the end of the Netflix series, it's it's that's how it ends. Uh, I mean, something else happens at the end, but like it ends with the town, you know, giving you know Luke and Lorelai the wedding that they deserve, and um, you know, and so like the show, I think, holds up really well because of of that concept of you know actually caring and caring not being something that's like a detriment. You know, but caring being something that is a, a strength, um, and so so yeah. I, I, if if you're if if you've if you've just been reading BuzzFeed articles on Gilmore Girls, uh, give the show a shot on Netflix because it's it's definitely worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And and Lorelai is uh, Lorelai is Bay. I will say that. that, that, that that's <laughs> actually. I would like to end. I would like to end. The last thing I want to say is Lorelai Gilmore is Bay. Well, I do. I just thought of one question, and I do apologize. Um, okay, well, it's not, I'll say it again wait, at the end. That's okay. fine. That's okay, fine. Don't, yeah, right. you can say it as many times as you want. Um, okay, I, I just I, I, after hearing you defend Lorelai, I just gotta know, Batman or Lorelai Gilmore? <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Uh, you know, I mean, they're they're on they're on they're on a they're you know they're one A one B. You know, they're on a they're on a similar <laughs> tier. You know, Lorelai is probably uh, Lorelai is probably one of my Lauren Graham for Catwoman. Yeah, Lauren Graham mm-hmm. would be fantastic Catwoman. Honestly. <laughs> uh, Lauren Graham looks exactly the same now that she did in two thousand, which is a scary. I don't know. I don't know who or what she sold her soul to to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I have fallen apart since two thousand. Mm-hmm. Lauren Graham just looks amazing still. Um, but um, not. I mean, Lorelai. I'm trying to think of like TV show characters I like more than Lorelai, and it'd be like Michael Scott would be up there. Jack Bauer'd be up there. Uh, Tyrion Lancer you know, would be up there and that, and Lorelai, I mean, they're like, I mean, she's, that's a really interesting top four, but I like it. But she's, oh, a, but she's just a fantastic and well-written character. You know, she just is. And, um, you know, so, you know, and, and I mean, yeah, she's just, and, and, and the thing is like, you know, uh, you, you do know that like the writers did, uh, I think I'm right. That's the writers that, of Gilmore Girls and Marvelous Miss Maisel. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it religiously. So, I, so, I mean, it. that, so that same, so, Maybe you know, like, I, I I've wanted to try Miss Maisel. Uh, we finally figured out our Amazon Prime issue, so I will probably try Miss Maisel at some point. But um, but what She's I'm saying is like there's there's a home there's a uh, you know that that writing group and that 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 basically that TV group because it's the same like four people. Um, they're really good at at, ta- at at handling those types of characters, and Lorelai is a specific type of character, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, because she doesn't, you know, she's she's very caring, um, but sometimes she'll, you know, you know, you you know, quote uh, quote something from Ernest Hemingway and won't apologize for it if you don't know what it is. And I guess that's insufferable. I don't know, but you know. Okay. And your last line once again, sir. Well, is it? I want to make sure. Are there any more questions? No, no, that was it. Okay. Lorelai Gilmore's Bay. Okay. All right. And, and with that, that concludes uh, round two of uh, the uh, fandom defense. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, check out Gilmore Girls. It, I, I, in my opinion, um, it does age well. Um, and also check out our Patreon. Um, and uh, yeah, you all have a great night. Remember, fandom is for everybody. <laughs>